0: Hi, I'm Lisa. welcome to Pillontology, the pod about the wild and wonderful world of prescription pill medication. Every epi, I'll feature a pill and talk to a friend, or maybe not a friend, about their experience on that pill. Also a disclaimer, I'm not a doctor or a pharmacist, although sometimes I like to pretend that I am. Hope you enjoy. Hi everybody. Hi. So today we're going to do Zoloft again. It's an SSRI used to treat anxiety, OCD, depression, social phobia. Uh, We're going to talk to Emily about her experience with Zoloft and we'll also talk about Abilify, which her psychiatrist added in addition to the Zoloft. And Abilify is used to treat... Uh, schizophrenia, and also it's used as a mood stabilizer. It's sometimes used to potentiate the effects of an antidepressant if the antidepressant has stopped working or isn't producing the same effects. So, uh, yeah, Emily, welcome to Pillantology. Hi, thanks for having me. (laughs) So I wanted to ask you, when did you first start antidepressants?
1: Um... Oh God, I don't even remember. I think like five to eight years ago, I was on Prozac. Okay. And then I stopped taking it cold turkey, um, like maybe three or four years ago. And then I didn't take anything for a while because I didn't want to be on anything. And I thought that like, I can just take it into my own hands, like like exercise, meditate. Did it work
0: for those years that you were? Um,
1: no, <laughs> no, because I kept falling into like a, like a depression once or twice a month, like just little episodes that would last like two or three days or maybe four. I don't know.
0: It sucked, but it happened every month or so or every couple months. What did those depression episodes look like for you?
1: Um, I would like sleep all day. I'd have no motivation to get up and do anything um I mean it wasn't so bad like I still got up to like go to the bathroom and eat
0: like it didn't affect my appetite or anything. Nothing ever does. No.
1: <laughs> I love to eat. I love to eat
0: if, too and yeah. I love eating with you.
1: Yeah, oh, if anything I like I lo- I
0: binge eat,
1: you know, cuz mm-hmm. it's like I want the next bite to be as good as like that first bite and I keep like pushing for that feeling.
0: It's like a drug. Yeah. Way. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Yeah. It's it's a outlet, <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Um yeah, so not being on medication didn't work, and and I came to that conclusion after um, I trained and ran a marathon, and I thought, like, oh, if I'm running this much, like, it's got to help, mm-hmm. you know, and it definitely helped, but it didn't, um, it wasn't, like, enough. It didn't cure your... Depression. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. how did
0: you find the energy to get up and run?
1: Um, I don't know. I just made myself do it. I guess. Uh, it was, like, the one thing I could stick with you know but everything else I guess in my life was still the same but I was just running yeah you know um I mean it was just still hard getting out of bed outside of that like I would run but then I would just go back to doing the same thing I did before which was not much um and like I would have days where I called out of work a lot
0: too yeah because I mean your work requires a lot of energy and interaction. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Socialization. Yeah. At the time, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, Was it like all of a sudden you recognized that you had no motivation or did it...
1: Um, honestly, I think I should have been on medication since, like, high school. Mm. But my parents are coming from, like, an Asian cultural background. So, like, mental health isn't a big... There's no feelings.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Um... I mean, they just didn't get it, you know, because I was like, oh, I think I should like be on Adderall too or something when I was in high school and they're like, what? You're crazy, you know, or like, you want to go see a therapist this many times a week, you know? Oh, I
0: know all about that. Yeah. Yeah. And they're
1: like, that's too much. Like, you want to go once a week? I don't want to bring you once a week. Like it wasn't, mental health wasn't like... A big deal they know I'm on medication now, but um but they still don't really inquire about it, like they're not curious about it. Mm-hmm. You know, like they know like I feel like crap sometimes I'm not, and I'm on medication, but that's as far as it goes.
0: That is so typical for immigrant households. Yeah. And I you know, I bet they do feel depression. Like my parents are immigrants mm-hmm. also, but oh, they definitely do. It's so funny when there's no uh vocabulary for it or mm-hmm. space or like understanding for it it's exactly. just like it's not a thing we're yeah. not going to even that's a good acknowledge way of it, it. Yeah. yeah like there's no vocabulary do any of your i know you have a brother and or do you have more than one brother no i have a, a younger brother yeah, Okay. just one yeah yeah a younger brother but lots of cousins yeah yeah do any cousins, <laughs> do you remember do yeah. any uh, of them take any
1: Yeah, I have one cousin on Lexapro. Um, I have another cousin who I don't know what medication she's on, but I feel like there's probably like a couple others who could use being
0: on medication. Um, I sort of feel like there's a lot of pressures put on us in this day and age and like... If you're not depressed, something's wrong with you. I don't know. So much to do, so much to absorb, so mm-hmm. much to see. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like mean with this, our phones, yeah. we have to respond to people. And yeah. It's like, oh, anxiety is like yeah. crazy high. And, and yeah. I think for everyone. And I remember
1: um, I lived in Arizona for one year in the seventh grade. And time over there went by so slowly. Like it was just so much more relaxed. Mm. But like over here... Because on the East Coast or in the D.C. area, everything is like go 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 go. Like driving is like everyone's impatient and like um, like me like I myself am impatient, you know. And it's just like yeah, like I have to like answer this and answer that, and yeah, I have,
0: it's always like what's
1: the next thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. And why were you in Arizona for? Oh,
1: um, my dad wanted to live out there, so we all packed up and moved out there. Why? Um, he wanted to like more stuff like my parents love to garden and I don't know and he was just like in love with um, the climate I suppose Even though it's like really dry over there but he had trouble um, finding a job over there and plus uh, my mom and my brother and I like we all missed like all our cousins and family over here so we all just moved back
0: that is so random yeah it's it was only like a year or two that we were there but I'm glad we moved back did they plant a really nice garden
1: yeah, we have, like, <laughs> grapefruit trees and things like that. Um, I mean, they have, like, a nice garden now. It's just, like, different kind of things they can plant here as
0: opposed to there. That is so random. It, it's really random. Yeah. 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 yeah, To uproot your family for gardening life. Yeah. It must have been something else, maybe, but... Yeah,
1: um, I mean, the sister lives over there, too. Oh, okay. Yeah, but we're closer on my mom's side of the family, so we're over here.
0: Yeah? Yeah. So, okay... You said you took a hiatus off of pills. Mm-hmm. Did Sorry, I'm somebody... all over the place. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. That's part of paleontology. Okay. <laughs> we all have scrambled eggs yeah. for brains. Um, so you took a hiatus. Uh-huh. You were running. Yeah. And then when did you wake up and you're like, all right, I'm going to go to the psychiatrist. And...
1: Um, I had been planning on going back, but I guess I was just tired of having these, like, depressed episodes. Not even just that, but... Um, but anger, like, I get really, really angry, and I could feel it manifest physically when it came to anger, you know, whether it was, like, road rage or just some situation that, like, I couldn't control, and it was... Mostly it was road rage. That's how I would gauge it. Cause And it would be like my arms would feel like they were on fire, you know, and I'd be, like, shaking.
0: That's so good that you're self-aware. Yeah, but,
1: but even if I was aware, I couldn't, like, divert the energy to calm myself down, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it would just, like, spike and... And, like, I would want to, like, murder, you know? I mean, not really. I would never do
0: that. Emma is, like, the most petite, unassuming woman (laughs) you'll ever meet. So this comes Um, as a surprise to me. I was so angry.
1: I mean, you could even ask John. Like, I would get really angry driving in, like, Georgetown that, like, he never wanted to be in the car with me if we were going through Georgetown. So it was
0: directed at strangers, mainly, or John also?
1: Um... Both, because I'd be like, why won't you take my side, or like, or just like, why aren't you as angry as I am about this, you know? But I was tired of feeling the anger, and it would just, I mean, it would be so intense. I would have like an emotional hangover the next day, oh, and I wouldn't go into work the next day, because I was so like physically exhausted from being so angry the day before, and it would just deplete. Yeah, Everything. Here. So yeah. you would
0: miss obligations.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. So then yeah. you went to
0: the psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. And how did you choose a psychiatrist? Um,
1: I had someone recommend a psychiatrist. Because um, I was in AA for a while. Um, someone I met there recommended her psychiatrist. And she sounded good, so I went to her and I love her. Um, so... Do you go to
0: her monthly, or... Right now, yeah, Yeah.
1: right now I go to her monthly. Well, right now we telehealth, um, virtual appointments. Um, but we're still trying to figure out the the dosage. Um, so I'm, let's see, diagnosed with depression, anxiety, and then bipolar type 2.
0: Okay. Yeah. So type 1 involves periods of severe mood episodes from mania to depression. Bipolar 2 is a milder form of mood elevation involving milder episodes of hypomania that alternate with periods of severe depression. So Bipolar 2 is marked by more of the low, Mm -hmm. but it's also not as severe as
1: type 1. Yeah, and I I didn't um, in the beginning, not that I was in denial, but I thought that I wasn't bipolar because I never had, I didn't know hypomania was a thing. Uh-huh. Like, I, I was just thinking, like, mania was a thing, you know, and I never felt like omniscient or like God or like I could control everything, you know, uh-huh. um, and, I, and I wouldn't, I don't know, do those things that supermanic people do, you know, um, but when my psychiatrist explained to me what hypomania was, I was like, oh, yeah, definitely, like, that's, that's definitely me. Like
0: Like hypomania can involve shopping sprees and spending a lot of money or just having a lot of energy not needing to sleep for that long. Mm -hmm.
1: And it never affected me for a super long time but it would be I would get like overly social or now I gauge it if I want to go out and drink and be reckless and like you know. um, I started noticing that that was what hypomania was. Like when I was drinking... I would start getting into, like, a area of hypomania, you know, and it was, like...
0: Like, reckless, not sex, but, like...
1: Um, at the, well, before John, yeah.
0: Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Uh, or, like, oversharing, or,
1: Oversharing, like, talking really, really fast, um, just rapid speech, rapid thoughts, and being really, really excited, like, um... I don't know how to explain it. Um, no, that's
0: that's a good way to explain it. It's like a it. buzz,
1: but like times 10. And then, so I'm chasing that feeling, and I was always a binge drinker, um, which is why I quit. Like, because mm-hmm. I would have a drink, and I would get pushed into hypomania.
0: Mm-hmm. So did know. you decide to quit drinking uh, around the same time that you decided to start antidepressants
1: again? Um, I think it was a year into my sobriety was when I started... Uh, antidepressants, because I wanted to see what my baseline was, so I quit drinking, quit taking Prozac and Lamictal. um, yeah, and then, because I, I just wanted to see how, you how I felt, yeah, yeah, without anything.
0: That's really brave.
1: <laughs> I have yet to do that. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I had to quit drinking, not, like, legally, but, and, you know, thankfully, I didn't get in trouble, like, a bunch, but I was, like, always drinking and driving. Yeah. Or, like, not knowing, like, where the night was gonna take me, you know, I'd like, wake up, after drinking and driving, and John was like, what the fuck happened last night? Yeah. You know, or like, where were you? And it's like, oh, like, I was out, or, you know, and, um...
0: The importance of having a stable and secure partner mm-hmm. for getting better is, I think, underrated.
1: Yeah. You know? <laughs>
0: yeah. Like, yeah. you obviously did all of this on your own, but you also had a consistent person who was it's there true. with you... Yeah. ...when you were... Doing the hypomania, yeah. drinking, not knowing where your car was, or, or yeah. not, I mean... No, I mean, <laughs> I. it was not
1: knowing how I got home. Not knowing like, how you got
0: home, yeah. It was
1: just stuff that did not make me feel good the next day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I hear, when you started the Zoloft, uh, do you remember how it made you feel?
1: Oh, yeah. Um, the first day was awful. Mm. It was, I was having really... Just the first week, actually. I was having really bad insomnia, um, where I just didn't sleep for, like, the first two, three days. Or if I did, it would be, like, for an
0: hour or two, and that was it. What um, motivated you to continue going with it?
1: John. <laughs> yeah, John, because uh, I was like, I don't know if I can do this. I want to stop. And he was like, just push past it and listen to your your doctor. And...
0: Um, what a mensch. Good guy,
1: Yeah, down. yeah, yeah. I'm glad he... Helped me stick with it and I wasn't on the right dosage at first um, because I knew I wanted to start Zoloft after doing some research on it and I brought it up with my primary care doctor at first so I didn't have my psychiatrist yet now I remember um so I was on a really low dosage just like a starting dosage for a few months and um, I didn't really notice much um, but I had been meaning on finding a psychiatrist so so then I found one. Um, maybe three months into taking Zoloft, and mm-hmm. she, she upped the dosage. Um, I don't know what she upped it to. i um, right now. I'm taking one fifty, but I think I went from like twenty five to like eventually a
0: hundred, and then over the course of how long, like six months, um,
1: maybe like two, um, a month or oh, two. That's yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, and how long until the side effects?
1: Stopped being so bad um right now I'm still dealing with a little bit of insomnia but it's not as bad as it was um it went away after two weeks that's when I really noticed that it was working and it was like oh my god I'm excited to do things now you know and
0: that's really cool yeah
1: and like normally I I love sleeping and now I'm like oh I want to be awake and do stuff and um Is that how you
0: deal with your depression when you are depressed? Yeah.
1: And it's like I I get, like my anxiety would be really bad too, but it would, it was like debilitating anxiety. Mm -hmm. You know, like I'd have to go to sleep or I'd have to just like not be stimulated at all. Yeah, shut down. Yeah,
0: yeah. I was like
1: too much going on and
0: yeah. I definitely, that's how I deal with Mm -hmm. when I feel overwhelmed. I just get tired and And shut down. Yep. So, after a month, you got to 100 milligrams, and mm-hmm. then slowly, um, recently, to 150.
1: So, in the beginning, before the Abilify, um, I got up to 150 without the Abilify, and that put me in this hypomanic mode, because it exacerbated my um, bipolar huh. <laughs> um, And, like, it was weird, because, like, I mean, I quit drinking for, maybe it was like a year and a half then, and... Um, and I wanted to go out I wanted to like talk to everyone and I wanted to like meet random people and hook up with people and I'm like dating John I mean, I never acted on these feelings but like the urge was there to like go and like be reckless and wasted and like mm-hmm. go out dancing I don't know I just wanted to like do all those things and um and just like my feelings for people were like really strong mm-hmm. you know I felt like I was like Crushing on everything, you
0: know, and um, it's funny because that's a it can be a good feeling. It
1: can be yeah, so you can like get addicted to yeah. that feeling, and um, and it is a fun feeling. Like I wouldn't not want those feelings, you know. But I noticed it, and um, I was talking to my psychiatrist, and she was like, "Okay, we're gonna have to lower your dosage." And then um, I forgot when, but then I tried Lexapro um, because. I think just because, oh yeah, also I was really tired all the time um, as a side effect. But that's a whole nother story. You were tired, but
0: you also couldn't sleep? Mm-hmm.
1: Oh. So it kind of ties together, but it turned out that I had like a isolated event of colitis. Oh. And that's when I got the colonoscopy. Hey,
0: IBS suffers. Yeah. It, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep. Um, How was your colonoscopy? <laughs> it was good. It was good. And I think I'm all healed now, uh, hopefully. Um, yeah.
0: What did, did they put you on anything?
1: A bunch of antibiotics. Oh, um, for
0: SIBO? Small intestine bacterial overgrowth?
1: No, I have no
0: idea what it was. It's just
1: uh, maybe like an infection or a tear in like my colon. Oh. Um, but I was so tired and I wasn't really gaining weight um, because, my, because my body wasn't absorbing nutrients.
0: You know, this was yeah. all
1: happening when I was, like, starting antidepressants or, Again. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, and I thought it was antidepressants. Um, so it's been kind of a journey. But the but Lexapro,
0: you're normal now. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I think so. so. Yeah. Um, Who's normal anyway? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, my cousin is on Lexapro, and they say what works for one family member usually works for another. Yeah. And I found that interesting. Um, so I told my psychiatrist that... Lexapro is what she's on and maybe it might be better for me. And um so I started that but I, I had to stop. It was I was getting really angry again and like short with people and like huh. arguing with like my coworker. Um and I don't know, and I it just I didn't feel good. Interesting. So I went back to Zoloft. Um and then recently, like a month or two ago, started the billify as a mood stabilizer.
0: So it's been about a year on Zoloft. Mm. Maybe a little bit longer. No, I think.
1: Wow, well, I can't my math right now. I I don't know. I think like a little over six months. Oh wait, no, because last year. At no, you're right. A year, but I didn't. I didn't get on the cur- on the higher dosages until, until recently. like yeah. It's like six seven eight months ago I think
0: okay yeah so it's been a year about on Zoloft and then you slowly titrated your dose up mm-hmm. and then you added the Abilify about mm-hmm. a month ago
1: yeah well like two months ago I think um
0: to taper those like manic yeah.
1: feelings yeah. that you were having and it definitely helped um My doctor wanted me to be on 10 milligrams, and I started with 10, which is a really high dose, apparently, for Abilify, because most people start at one and two Mm -hmm. milligrams, you know? Um, And 10 worked, but I felt like, I don't know, I almost felt like really, it felt cloudy, and um, like foggy-headed, and I was just like really slow in my thinking process, like slower than usual. Mm -hmm. Um, And... And I know this sounds weird, but, like, physically, I, I don't know. Like, my arms felt weird. Like, I felt like I had no control
0: of my body. That's interesting. And, um... I mean, your brain controls your body, Yeah, so. yeah. I just felt like... Or some glitch.
1: Like, holding my phone to type or to text felt weird, you know? And then I got over that feeling, but I just didn't like being on ten, so, um, I went... I lowered it to five, um... And the doctor wanted me to stick with 10, but I was like, I can't. And and she's pretty cool with like, you know, like she knows I'm not going to take 10 if I don't want to take it. So she's like, okay, see how you feel on 5, and if you're a hypomanic, call me in time.
0: It sounds like you're actually trying to figure out your body and get I am. better.
1: Yeah, I am.
0: And I, I admire that. Oh, yeah. thanks. I mean,
1: since I've been on medication, um, a lot of my energy doesn't go into what do I need to do to control how I feel. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, I can use that energy to do other things
0: that I want to do. Like get into a show. Yeah, a get book. into a show. Yep, yeah. exactly.
1: Those like simple little things like I couldn't do before. Like And now I'm like... That was
0: really well put. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, thanks. <laughs>
1: and um, now I'm like playing video games again or like watching TV or... Does or,
0: it feel um, like you've connected to your inner child or how you were at one point before? Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, Things got difficult? Yeah, definitely. Um, Like, wanting to do art again or just... I don't know. Yeah, definitely.
0: You also, uh, this is... Just my personal curiosity oh. because I have a history of being on stimulants.
1: Mm-hmm. I love stimulants. Yeah, you. Also, <laughs> I remember
0: you've been on Adderall in the past. Yeah,
1: or it was dexedrine. Or dexedrine, I think I yeah. should have been on Adderall,
0: but... They're all the same thing. Yeah,
1: well, I mean, yes and no. Um, dexedrine, well, because I took it recreationally too when I was prescribed it, but... It, I would get, like, these bawling crime spells on Dream and it was, like, super intense. And I don't know if that the same thing happened on Adderall, but I don't think so.
0: At the end of the day or while you were on it? Like,
1: at the end of the day, I guess. Like, once it wore off? Uh, yeah, but it was, like, still in me. It was, like, this, like, uncontrollable bawling. I don't know. It was Or while I was on it and drinking and, like, whatever.
0: How did you, you know? tell yourself or make yourself stop?
1: um I don't know when I stopped taking take, I knew I wasn't taking it the way I should mm-hmm. and I already ha- like naturally have like a like a um, high heart rate like I don't think it was good for me to take dexedrine and all of that so
0: you have a lot of self protective mechanisms built in to stop <laughs> you yourself from bad behaviors I yeah. guess so I, um Definitely do, come at least yeah. compared to me when I'm listening to you speak. Yeah.
1: Yeah. um I mean, I didn't before, you know, but then it it kind of got old, or I just couldn't keep doing what I was doing. You know, like the drinking, I had to stop because I would start like seeking coke. You know, and um, and part of it, I um, it's interesting because I think that ties into being bipolar type 2 because my psychiatrist said binge drinking is kind of is a symptom of bipolar type 2 you know and it makes sense well for me because it's like I drink I get hypomanic and I get really excited and I'm like oh I want you know I want more and I want to feel good and I want to do coke I want to like fresh adderall or like you know just like any any kind of like High. Yeah, any kind of high, like any kind of stimulant. But I was never into downers, really. Um, I just wanted uppers for drinking, you know, so I could, like, go out, dance, enjoy music. I don't know.
0: Um, you never felt like you needed to take something to fall asleep?
1: No, because <laughs> because at the end of the night, after my binge drinking, I was always throwing up, and I would just pass out. Like, I didn't have an issue with that. Um, Yeah, I mean, by the time I was ready... By the time the the high were off, I wanted to sleep, you know, because of my depression. (laughs) Like, it was easy to just want to shut everything out again. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah.
0: Was the AA very, very helpful in your, like, recovery process for your brain? Um,
1: Yeah, definitely, because it taught, like... I feel like it taught life skills, or life skills on on how to deal with problems, or negative emotions, or resentments, and things like that, and, um... Instead of
0: feeling like you have to act, it, it helps you, like, reflect?
1: It helps you, like, reflect, and it gives you, like, a process to work through for whatever, I don't know, whatever feelings that you have, and I had a sponsor at the time, and I talked to her, not every day, um... My AA program or the way I did it, it was it wasn't that structured. Um, I just because I am the kind of person that just goes at whatever speed I want to go at, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and I'm not really in it anymore, but it did work at the time, and I recommend it for people who want to quit drinking. Um, and some people have aversions to it because they're like, oh, I'm not religious, and I mean I'm not either, you know. I'm mm-hmm. like bordering like atheism slash agnostic I mm-hmm. know I'm probably more agnostic but still like it, you know like the whole religion part of it wasn't my thing either
0: yeah yeah
1: but I still loved it I, mean, I still loved AA
0: when I was going do you keep in touch with anybody from AA? yeah I
1: have a couple friends um I was in and out of AA for a while actually um like, over the past eight years, I was in and out of AA. Um, because I wasn't an everyday drinker, like, I wasn't a maintenance drinker, um, I thought I didn't need it, you know? But I didn't know that there were different kinds of, I guess, alcoholics. And for me, it was just binge, it was binge drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I couldn't just have one drink. Um, but my episodes wouldn't last, like, a day. Because I, I couldn't, like, after an eight-hour window... I would just crash from drinking.
0: <laughs> you and know? you wouldn't you wouldn't crave, like, one glass of wine. I,
1: I do, but if I have that one glass of wine, I'll have the whole bottle.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, there's something about your personality that craves more intensity. hmm mm-hmm. And Definitely. it's really cool that you've recognized that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like I've done a lot of different kinds of therapy, or I've read a lot about different kinds of... Um, like was it dialectical behavioral mm-hmm. therapy or cognitive behavioral therapy or just like being aware of your thoughts you know yeah. and watching your thoughts and
0: so yeah dialectical behavioral therapy mm-hmm. is the trendy one of this yeah time. i have like, so many books and stuff on it Marsha like, linan yeah the mm-hmm. wise mind yeah <laughs> yeah Um, But but... for listeners out there, (laughs) dialectical behavioral therapy is understanding that two things can be true at the same time. Like you can be angry, but also you can be um, content with what's going on in your life generally. So it helps helps you keep two opposing thoughts in your brain at the same time so that you don't feel compelled to be impulsive.
1: Yeah, that's a really good way of explaining it. I feel like I didn't really know what it was. I was just using the tools to, like, manage my emotions.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I think our society has a hard time not being impulsive because mm-hmm. of the rate with which we receive information yeah. and the speed at which this life is it's going like by. It's yeah. to yeah
1: to be that way.
0: Yeah. Um. Anyways, so do, would you recommend... Zoloft. Oh, my God, yes. You would?
1: Yeah, 100%.
0: For anybody who has issues with anger or... Yeah,
1: I mean, it even helps with um, PMDD,
0: and that's, like, super... Premenstrual dysphoric disorder, Yeah, right?
1: yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, like, my PMS would be so bad. I mean, I would get so depressed. Um, I don't know, and it was... It was just it was, like, really miserable, like, I would get really sad, you know, like, the day before my period, I would, I would be crying, you know, like, in life, I would feel so hopeless, Mm -hmm. and, um, and just, you know, like, the kind of depression that you think of, I don't know, when, when, like, you want to die, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and it was just that feeling once a month, over and over again, and then being really short with people, and, um, for me, it was mostly the sadness, but, um, after Zoloft, I don't even, like, notice it anymore, you know?
0: Zoloft, the best antidote for sadness. <laughs> We're plugging you.
1: Yeah, um, I highly recommend it. I mean, I know it does. it's not for everyone, and I do think people are, like, over-prescribed, but it definitely works for me, and I don't want to stop taking it.
0: Yeah, and then the Abilify.
1: Um, yeah, for me, it's, it's, uh, it just helps me not, um go into hypomania and the way my psychiatrist, uh, explained it was like a governor on a, on a car. So I don't go into my super fast or I don't know. Yeah. Like
0: hyper accelerated. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I don't know what a governor is y'all still, but yeah, I don't know exactly (laughs) what it
1: is either, but I think it like stops you from going a certain speed, you know, um, so I don't reach those levels of hypomania that I was reaching before.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, mm-hmm. Emily, thank you. That was really, really good. Thanks. I appreciate Oh, yeah. Thank you for interviewing me. <laughs> Au revoir.